It's 6 a.m. Rise and Shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind. And good Monday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser and you're listening to the Monday edition of The Grind. A, a Monday morning that is is not as happy as the last Monday morning. A lot of, lot of, lot of turmoil going on in the country and, and, and honestly, it got me worried a little bit. Uh, it's, it's a time in our country where we're 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 more focused on the division than we are the the getting together the the cleaning up the the focusing uh and, and that that's what bothers me um you, you know i'm i usually uh this show is very very um sports related uh i try i try to keep the uh the political side i try to keep the the non sports items off the table and it's not because I don't have an opinion <laughs> believe me anybody that knows me knows I have an opinion but it's because I think sports should be a release sports should be uh where people go and and how they how they can get away uh from what the mainstream is trying to tell you and and, and believe me that's what I want I I would love for that to be uh, what we continue to do and, and what we will do uh, even later in today's show. But but today I wanted to kind of open up with one uh, really, uh, uh, I guess, a heartfelt plea and, and, a, and a concern uh, for not only our area, uh, but for our country, uh, because there's there's a lot of lot of negative coming from another negative. Uh, George, George Floyd, uh, an unarmed, uh, really, really helpless african-american man uh that was killed and and died in police custody on memorial day in minneapolis minnesota uh sparked a transformation across our country uh that has left not only demonstrations riots but just carnage uh in the wake of and and, you know I, i look across the country and there's been demonstrations in minneapolis again the city uh, where this heinous act took place, but but it, it's turned violent, and I just I, I have a hard time understanding. And maybe maybe me bringing it to the front kind of gives people opportunities to give me a call. Maybe maybe you can help me understand this eight six five nine eight three four three one zero. But I I've yet to understand how tearing other people's stuff up helps justify or helps get retribution uh for for what happened in a city hundreds or thousands of miles away and and what i mean by that if you're like i don't understand minneapolis has been torn to bits atlanta's been torn to bits new york city's been torn to bits even knoxville and market square has had their own damage based around this this protest and this this rioting uh around this this george floyd uh happening it says most demonstrations, some attracting hundreds of people 
are peaceful, though violence, including the burning of police vehicles and looting, have prompted police in some cities to deploy tear gas to gain control of crowds. Early uh, Sunday, volunteers turned out in many cities to sweep up debris from businesses that had been burned, uh, had their windows broken, and were otherwise damaged on Saturday. Nashville, um, Bridgestone Arena, graffiti all over Bridgestone Arena. Saw a video of a, of a, a small business owner that had a pressure washing business that showed up yesterday just trying to get some of it off. Uh, he said he's going to work on, on one side of the building today. Uh, you know, that was yesterday. He'll work on another side of the building today. Uh, the courthouse, I believe, was caught on fire in Nashville. Uh, in Maryville, we've we've seen small little patches of riot or, or protest here, more so protest than rioting. And and here's the thing, there's a problem. There's a there's a there's a physical fundamental problem in this country that I, that I still don't understand why it's still around. Racism is a thing, and, and and I don't in any way, shape, or form condone it, nor do I believe in it. And here's the reason why I say that and what my perspective is on it. I grew up in rural East Tennessee, back country East Tennessee, where I, you know, I wasn't, I, I wasn't around a ton of African Americans uh, growing up. There was some, there was a few families in, in our community. And, and you know what? I didn't think anything of it. We played ball together. We went to church together. And, and you know, it, it just didn't dawn on me. You know, it's no, it's, to me, and again, I'm simplifying it to, to my terms, but to me it was no different than I've got brown hair, you've got red hair. It, it didn't make a difference to me. And so the fact that, that we're years removed from civil rights, we're, we're years removed from, from civil war, we're, we're years removed from what we were expecting to get over this hump and that it still sits around is something that, that boggles my mind. Because what I'm saying is, is in, in, in deep south rural areas, that's where this lives. And I didn't see it growing up. And so when I see the city of Atlanta, when I see New York City, when I see Minneapolis burning down in effort to memorialize or, or in an effort to, to try to fight for George Floyd, I don't understand it. I don't understand the, the, the sentiment. So you're going to tear people who you don't know. You're going to tear up their stuff to get retribution for another guy you didn't know. I, I just don't understand. And I understand there's innocent bystanders and there's, and there's different things. But I think, I, I think you know, I, I watched over the weekend a lot of video. I almost kind of engulfed myself in this because – I just really like you know, I, and I think between David Cutcliffe's speech or his little comments, and and then the University of Tennessee's joint release yesterday, and we'll get to both of those. David Cutcliffe, well, let, let's just jump into David Cutcliffe because I, I think his really speaks to owning it and, and not saying you know, oh well, woe is me, the you know the United States got to fix this or whatever. He stepped in and said, I'm not so much a fan of tweeting my opinion. This is how he started it. Uh, he said, I don't really think anybody sees my opinion as important, but he said, I'm sad. He said, I'm a child of the 1950s, 1960s, and I know that we as a generation haven't made enough progress 
in the area of racial relations. He said, we must see real change. He said, I, I, over 45 years of coaching, I've had the opportunity uh, to develop and to, to meet and love many African-American men. He said, I have, have an Amer- African-American son that has been part of our family since his freshman year in high school. And, and, and there's many years have proven to me that racism continues to be a broad problem in our society. He said, we've got to look for real change. He said, but we must respect all individuals, all caps, all individuals. Love is a far more powerful emotion than hate. Crime will never be an answer to solve or heal crime. It's not a, it's not an eye for an eye. It's not a, you know, wrongdoing is corrected by another wrongdoing. No. And and, and coach Dungy spoke uh, to this as well. He said, he said, we, we've got to approach a spiritual approach because the answer is beyond us. It's beyond our human condition. So I, I think when you look at that, when you see what's going on and the, the destruction that has been, I I just don't I don't see it. I, I think I can't really and and I think that's why I'm stuttering through is because I don't I don't understand it and I can't fathom it. So I'm I'm sitting here and I'm really wanting uh, to understand this some more, but I'm going to try to pull up the uh, the Atlanta mayor, uh, I guess, communication, her her uh, her commitment and her her push to the protesters of Atlanta. She her name is uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms, which is the mayor of of Atlanta City, and uh, she had some strong words uh, for what for what had happened uh, over. Uh, the last few days. I'll, I'll play some video and let you get, get up to, to speed on that. Each and every day. So what I see happening on the streets of Atlanta is not Atlanta. This is not a protest. This is not in the spirit of Martin Luther King Jr. This is chaos. A protest has purpose. When Dr. King was assassinated, we didn't do this to our city. So if you love this city, this city that has had a legacy of black mayors and black police chiefs and people who care about this city, where more than 50% of the business owners in Metro Atlanta are minority business owners. If you care about this city, then go home and pray that somebody like Reverend Beasley will come and talk to you and give you some instructions on what a protest should look like and how you effectuate change in America. This police chief made a video on yesterday, pull it up on YouTube, where she said she was appalled to watch the murder of George Floyd. This woman did that. You're not honoring the legacy of Martin Luther King Jr. and the civil rights movement. You're not protesting anything running out with brown liquor in your hands, breaking windows in this city. T.I. and Killer Mike own half the West Side. So when you burn down this city, you're burning down our community. If you want change in America, go and register to vote. 
show up at the polls on June 9th. Do it in November. That is the change we need in this country. You are disgracing our city. You are disgracing the life of George Floyd and every other person who has been killed in this country. We are better than this. We're better than this as a city. We are better than this as a country. Go home. Go home. It doesn't get any plainer than that. Uh, Atlanta mayor tells protesters, go home. And again, give give uh, give credit to, uh, I believe it's Fox 5 there in, in Atlanta for, for dropping that video. Um, Keisha Bottoms, uh, Atlanta mayor. I, you don't say it any better than that. We're, we're better as a country. We're better as a city. Uh, whether that's Knoxville, Nashville, Atlanta, uh, Minneapolis, uh, we're better than that. You, you need to... To go back, there's there's been plenty of clean protests. There's been plenty of uh, uh, of of positive outcome protests uh, that that have went across this country. So I, I think we've got to we've got to learn what that looks like, and and, and we as a country. And, and you know, I think I think if you look at it, you, you know, I, I think between what David Cutcliffe said and what 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 Mayor Bottom said is. It's true. We we've got to turn a corner, you know, and it can't be well. Well, this generation let it happen, or this generation's you know changed for for the bad, or or, or what have you. We got to be a generation that says, you know what, it's going to stop right here. It's going to stop now. And, and I hope. And, and if you you're just tuning in, what what I'm a soapbox kind of guy, and and I'm on a soapbox about this deal because as much as it pains me. To see anything, any I don't care, I don't care, red, yellow, black, white, whatever. I don't want anybody mistreated or wrongfully killed or 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 even even hurt because of race. Like we're we're beyond that. It's 2020. We've got to do better than that. I and, and you know what? I and and my generation have to make a difference. And so, you know, if you're out there and, and you see wrong, fix wrong. Don't go out there and, and tear somebody down. Don't go down there and, and mess somebody's business up. Fix it. Fix it. Again, love is heavier than hate. And the thing is, I'm not saying go go donate to somebody that, that is doing wrong. But here at the same rate, show them what good looks like and they'll want to do it. And again, people people say, "Well, that's not that's not immediate. That's not right now. That's not getting something done." Well, I, I don't know that anybody just stepped up and ran. Uh, I think all the time uh, you got to crawl before you can walk, and and maybe we should have been crawling by now. <laughs> I, I don't I don't necessarily disagree with that, but George George Floyd's death will be in vain if this is the way we feel like we have to to just or we have to fix it. We have to. To, to get retribution for is because it's not showing why racism should be gone. It's showing that racism truly, really exists. And it's wrong. Um, I don't know how else to say it. I feel like the mayor of Atlanta, I feel like, you know, what, what David Cutcliffe, Cutcliffe said about his generation 
not getting it done, not making the headway in, in race relations the way they should. Uh, the fact that that we're, we're to a point to where we're tearing down our own cities uh, just to, to make an effort to show something, and, and that's something I don't know what it is, so that's why I call it something. I mean, look at Atlanta. I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at some of the vi- businesses that were just vandalized in Atlanta. I was in Atlanta in December. In this very community, Lenox Square, Buckhead community, and here's some businesses that were torn down in that, not including the College Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, the one that moved from South Bend, Indiana to put its home in the South to be in Atlanta, and it's it's torn to bits right now. Pieces of college football history gone for a protest turned vile, turned turn wrong. The included businesses that were damaged uh, on Lenox Road alone, the AT&T store, the FedEx store, the Starbucks, Target, uh, all in the Lenox Square area. Icebox Diamonds and Watches, Estate Jewelry, um, were on Peachtree Road but damaged overnight. Uh, other other businesses were broken into. The CNN building in downtown Atlanta uh, was torn into. Uh, again, um, <laughs> I, I don't know how... And that's that's my whole my that's my whole thing. Be beneficial. You you, you know you want to show if you you want to show change. You want to show why this is wrong. You come on the other side of it and speak to to George Floyd as as a person. Lift him up. Lift his family up. Do you think George Floyd's family loves seeing Minneapolis being burned down because of what happened? I think they under they they appreciate the 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 hand-in-hand struggle but I, I don't know that they appreciate their community their backyard their city their country being rifled through in an effort to to force change again i i absolutely am appalled by what happened to george floyd any that's a crime that's a crime that's punishable just like any other crime just like mass murder, just like serial killers, however you want to look at it, that is a crime. But a crime doesn't fix the crime that you're protesting against. So you know, I guess all I can say is 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 if you're if you're someone who wants to do something to fix this, then fix it. Be a generation that that doesn't that doesn't knee-jerk and blow things up, doesn't tear down other businesses, doesn't tear down other people to try to get back what what was already taken. Be a generation that, that says, you know what? We're going to prove that racism's gone. We're not going to say it. We're not going to hope for it. We're not going to – we're going we're gonna to take it and get rid of it. And what I mean by that is love each other, you know, pray for each other, and you know what? It's going to come out of the heart. It's not going to come out of the. It's not going to come out of the the newspapers. It's not going to come out of this. It's going to come out of people who are tired of tearing each other down and make it work again. And that's got to start with our generation. That's got to start with me, and that's got to start with a lot of people that that are in earshot of this show. And I know that this is a sports show, and people try to escape national media uh, on sports. Uh, but today is a day where you got to kind of put your foot down and say, we're not going to do this anymore. So I'm going to take a break, uh, listen to these great sponsors, and you know what? We're going to change back to sports. <laughs> 
we're we're going to keep with the the spirit and and you know what we're we're just going to say what we say and we're going to be about what we should be about we're going to love each other regardless of race color gender religion whatever uh it, it's about it's about being about it not talking about it and so we're going to be about it we're going to talk sports on the flip side of the break you're listening to the grind monday edition bet you wasn't expecting that Hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. The Blunt Partnership is committed to leading the Blunt County business community through this coronavirus outbreak. We will continue to be a resource for all businesses as well as supplying up-to-date information for our community. Please check out our website for updated information at www.bluntchamber.com or search for Blunt Chamber on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Your local Blount County Community Food Connection is still open serving local families in time of need and hardship. We provide prepackaged groceries to help meet your nutritional and dietary needs. The Community Food Connection is open Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 10 a.m. until noon for drive-up delivery only. Residents are asked to remain in their vehicle so that our volunteers may safely distribute the food. Directions as to how to enter and depart the facility will be clearly displayed. We thank you for your cooperation and look forward to serving you at your Blount County Community Food Connection. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations 
with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle, in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Have you been asking yourself if it's time to take that business idea and make it a reality? Do you need help with marketing or getting a leg up on the competition? Then check out my friends at 42nd Street Marketing right here in Maryville, a company invested in Blount County and ready to help. They can take your business to the next level. Mike, Jana, and the staff at 42nd Street are a dream to work with, and I'm proud to say that they built the grindonsports.com into what it is today. But if you need marketing and maybe don't know where to start, check out my guys at 42nd Street Marketing right here in Maryville. Their phone number is 865-982-7007, or you can check out their work online, 42SD.com. Again, phone line is 865-982-7007, or online at 42SD.com. Check them out. I think you'll be glad you did. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Monday edition of The Grind. Uh, a little bit of uh, of continuation into what I, I full-on uh, got, got kind of heated and went ahead and left before we uh, talked about what uh, Fulmer and family, uh, that's what I called it yesterday, uh, they released a joint statement uh, from all the varsity uh, head coaches, that would be uh, baseball, uh, men's and women's basketball, and then, of course, football, uh, and then the athletic department as a whole. Uh, Philip Former's statement in its entirety said, this is from 247 Sports, it said, we hold our student athletes to a very high standard. With rare exceptions, our young men and women meet those standards and represent themselves, their families, their teams, and the University of Tennessee with excellence academically, athletically, and socially. Right now, our student-athletes are hurting. They navigate an emotional road of sadness, confusion, and rage. Our African-American student-athletes carry the added burden of fear and hopelessness, an old wound torn open again by the horrifying auto-repeat playlist of viral violence in our country that seemingly will not cease. As Tennessee head coaches, we're now calling on anyone who is a fan of the Vols and Lady Vols to meet and expect as standard in our daily walk. Let us all refuse to accept or tolerate the unjust treatment of our black neighbors. Let us challenge those who attempt to justify, dismiss, ignore, or explain away mistreatment of African Americans or any other person of color. Let us meet this standard head on, out loud, and outside our homes. Uh, 
demand action that leads to change, demand progress. This is a basic human principle that, among some, seem to have become an endangered as basic human rights uh, for African Americans in our communities. He said society could benefit by injecting into our community an element of the team mindset that exists in most sports locker rooms. He said it widely accepted that sports teaches valuable lessons about leadership, discipline, collaboration, dependability, and perseverance. However, the most impactful and life-changing lessons sports teaches might be about uh, be the lesser touted ability to fully accept and embrace people who are different from us and have very different life experiences. On healthy teams, if you wear the same jersey as me, I've got your back. Regardless of race or ethnicity, it doesn't matter. Let's go work together and win, period. It says, wherever you're reading this, it's likely holds true that the cultures that exist in the sports programs at your local high school or college are much healthier than the culture in your local community. Why do these healthy cultures exist in small sports teams' locker rooms all across the country, but not in our larger communities? What can we study within a healthy team dynamic that can be applied in metro cities or rural farm towns? As coaches, we don't have those answers to fix what's been broken for so long. But if total acceptance, understanding, and empathy, regardless of human difference, can coexist on sports teams, those things should be able to coexist anywhere. Says Vol Nation, let's rise to the challenge to meet a new standard. If you're going to support our African-American athletes when they compete, please have the courage to support them and their families in their daily pursuit of peace, happiness, and equality. I think that's well said. I think uh, Papa Fulmer uh, knocked it out right there. And, and, and you know, all the coaches, it, it's a different mindset. I, I don't know why sports seems to have a – I don't want to say has a, has a pass, but has a different, a different appro- approach. Very little times do you see these outbreaks happen in a locker room. I think that's a really good point that Philip Fulmer brings up. And and so I, I think I wanted to make sure that I said that because, again, Rocky Top Sports, talk about Tennessee, talk about our own backyard. That's what, what I wanted uh, to see there. And, and, and over the last couple days, you know, on social media, you know, you kind of involve yourself, enthrall yourself in all things a, a certain topic may have. And, and, and I – I speak to what Maryville High School, Alcoa High School, William Blunt High School, and such have done over the last last few weeks. But it looks like the phone lines are they did light up. Let's uh, let's get it back. If you're if you were calling, I'll uh, I'll get you right on here. I want your your opinions to be out there. But uh, it, it's it's they've done great things at the high school level around here uh, recently, locally, and and honestly, a lot of times without even knowing it. They do they do a great job of of inclusion and and there's no there's no distinction you, you know what I'm saying it, it you see it, there was pictures that that my man Jeff Weaver put on, on on the social media and it was just that 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 example of of that togetherness from all these high schools and and how inclusive and how it doesn't matter you know and, and we're we're still very rural I know Maryville and Alcoa, we're very, we're very close to Knoxville, and Knoxville has become somewhat metropolitan. Uh, but, but I think it, as you look, Maryville, Alcoa, Blount County in general. I mean, we're as close to the mountains as we are the city. Probably closer, I guess. But 
we we have we've turned a corner, and and, and I, I want to say that that's that's a product of of some good raising. I think that's a product of people not under you know not underselling the the influence or the impact of that, and uh, and teaching through it and and raising some really good young men and women uh, to 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 not have that 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 caveat not not to have that that take on things. But uh, again, if if you uh, if you were the one calling in, give us a call back. I, I didn't get to the phone line quick enough, but I'll sure jump back to it uh, at any given point. But over the weekend, uh, it was it was let's let's switch gears a little bit. I know I said that at the break, but you know things just kind of overflowed again. But uh, this weekend was Bristol weekend. Uh, NASCAR was back in in Thunder Valley, and and you know what? When things when things get uh, get a little hairy around the country, you, you kind of go back to sports. The last few months, we haven't had that to go back to. But as as things slowly but surely re recreate and and come back alive, uh, I think you know sports is going to be that 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 release that a lot of people have. And over the last few weeks, NASCAR has tried to get back in tune, but they have uh, they have ran into Mother Nature, and uh, rain has been been a part. But this weekend, Bristol. Uh, the sun burned to prove it on my shoulders. Um, the sun shine bright on Thunder Valley, and and they got it in there yesterday in its entirety. Uh, no rain delays, no no rain shortened. Um, it was a good race, and and honestly, uh, one that was a uh, it was a little old school Bristol, a little beating and banging, little 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 paint sharing, and uh, a lot of messed up race cars that went back in the trailer well before the 500 lap event was over. But, uh, you, you know, Brad Keselowski comes away with a win a week from his Coke 600 victory in Charlotte. And now he is a uh, – it, it is a uh, – I think it was a local Heroes 500. I think that was the name of the race. Local Heroes 500 winner at Bristol. That's his third win at Bristol and the second in as many weeks uh, on the NASCAR circuit. So Brad Keselowski, the blue deuce, as Jeffy Matt calls it, got to victory lane uh, very, very, uh, quickly. Uh, it was a battle early on with, uh, with Chase Elliott winning the first two stages. Chase was a strong car throughout the race and actually was there with about four laps to go, uh, having to fend off Joey Logano, uh, for, for that, uh, for that top spot, for that starting position, for that front position. And, uh, and that is what led to Brad Keselowski getting the, the, the front run as Chase and Joey Logano get hooked up and and basically take it to the wall, and that leaves the bottom side open for Keselowski to come in and get done. Uh, Joey Logano and and Chase Elliott kind of have some words post race, which which I thought was totally funny. It was completely the the personality differences of Joey Logano and and Chase Elliott. Which now that they're having to wear the mask, it, it's it's so funny because you you can't read lips, you don't know what they're saying. Uh, but Chase is looking at him like. Are you done yet? And Joey Logano is full blown. You took my milk money. You took my lunch money. You 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 flipped over my lunch tray, and now I'm in trouble. Da 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 da. I mean, he is he is everything but hopping up and down. And Chase is just looking at him because it's Bristol. It's 500 laps. It's 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 you know it's close quarters. It's it's you or me, and why should it be you? Why can't it be me? <laughs> kind of, kind of racing, and and Chase, you know what? He went in strong into the corner. It didn't stick, and they slid up the track. 
I mean, it's really no no different than that. And uh, Joey kind of got a little 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 snippy with the the reporter. He ran over me. He, you know, you at least should come out and apologize. And, and again, that's 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 the racing that he wants. But the racing that is the 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 old school racing that that has been uh, ever since I've known uh, says Rubin's racing. And you know what? Sometimes Rubin turns one guy and the other guy gets the win. Sometimes, you know, he overcorrects and he wrecks and the guy that he was trying to take out wins the race. And then sometimes both of you get taken out. And that's what happened. Chase Elliott went for the win uh, because Joey Logano was going for the win. And they both wrecked and it gave Brad Keselowski the win. Both of those guys finished at the tail end of the lead lap. I don't know what else to say about that. I, I think... You know, when you look at it, it's racing, it's Bristol, and after 500 laps, uh, I, I just don't think I'm rip-roaring ready to go and run up to another guy's car and say, listen, back there, I was wrong. You know I was wrong. You know I didn't want to wreck you. You know I, it just didn't stick. So I think Chase Elliott was as frustrated as Joey Logano was, but it was just a tale of two personalities as the way that poured out. Uh, a lot of... A lot of messed up race cars through the day. You talk about Ryan Blaney and Ty Dillon. They get into it. Ryan Blaney spins out on the back stretch. You think he's clean. And here comes Ty Dillon to rip his front end off uh, as he couldn't miss the 12 car. Um, that was that was a real bad wreck. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. gets sideways and goes back up into traffic and takes out about four or five race cars. Uh, Alex Bowman, uh, Daniel Hemrick. Uh, being a couple of those race cars that that went out, uh, also Kurt Busch, um, just a just a unfortunate series. But it's Bristol, and, and the thing is, an empty stadium for Bristol, uh, but a lot of a uh, lot of good action there on pit road. A lot of good action on the track, and uh, quite frankly, when the when the rain will stay away, NASCAR was pretty interesting yesterday. I thought it was a really good race. I uh, thought. Uh, you saw Kyle Busch really trying to get some retribution about um, about what he was doing and, and how he acted uh, the last few weeks and really uh, got a pit road speeding penalty that kind of thwarted it, but uh, I thought he was he was running pretty strong uh, there most of the most of the day yesterday just couldn't get ahead of a lot of that lapped traffic led some of the race there after his spe- speeding penalty so not not all for not but um, uh, love the love the passion uh, that's come back to NASCAR. People want to win right now, and uh, look like Chase Elliott and Joey Logano weren't weren't willing to give an inch, and that's why uh, they uh, they got into it. And then, of course, Joey uh, got a little upset post race. So it was it was interesting. It was uh, it was Bristol, and and you know the weekend, uh, albeit uh, was beautiful. I mean Saturday, uh, you know the boys and Laura and I. Uh, we went for a drive in Sevierville, and you know, you ever go for a drive and you're just going to drive, and then you stop, and the next thing you know, it's dark when you get home. Yeah, that was us. We we had a little plan. We were going to go out, do like one thing, and then come back home. Next thing you know, uh, we have uh, we've exhausted a lot of our stops and our our wants over the last couple months because of the great weather. We've stopped. We've looked. We took the parkway. We've done different things, and you know what? It's something that was nice and didn't you didn't have to get around a whole lot of people. So uh, we had a good weekend. Uh, again, uh, watched the race a little yesterday. Going to watch the Xfinity Series tonight. 
Uh, Going to leave leave a little meat on the NASCAR bone as I want to hear what Jeffy Mack has to say about Bristol. I want to hear what he's talking about, about Joey Logano and Chase Elliott and what he thinks, because he's a big Rusty fan or was a big Rusty fan, uh, what he thinks about the Blue Deuce hitting victory lane two weeks in a row. But we're going to take our last break of the day. Listen to these great sponsors again. If you called us on the hotline, give us a call back, 865 983 4310, that's 865-983-4310. Again, we're going to take our last break of the day. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, 96 days until it's football time in Tennessee. Who wears 96 now? Who has wore 96 before? And who are historic 96 players? We'll talk about it on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. Come on back. You don't want to miss it. a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. You're finally enjoying the outdoors. Check out the Rule King awesome selection to keep cool in the hot sun, like the Arctic Cove Big Chill Personal Stand Mister. The Big Chill Mister attaches to any standard garden hose and is perfect for the kids. And let's be honest, the adults too. The Big Chill Mister normally sells for $12.98, but for a limited time, only $5.98 each. But hurry, this is while supplies last, only at your neighborhood Rule King, America's farm and home store. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work, or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit SalvationArmyUSA.org. This is Wayne, and let me start by saying thanks for listening, and I hope you like what we're grinding on today and what we like to call the fastest hour here in Blunt County, but we wanted to take a minute to let you know how you can join in, give your take on today's topics. You can give us a call, Grind Time Hotline, 865-983-4310. That's 
983-4310. But if you don't have time or you're on that morning grind, give us a message on our website, thegrindonsports.com. You can drop a comment, leave a message, and we'll get your opinion on the air. I look forward to hearing from you. And as always, thanks for putting the grind on your mind. Get a membership at Gunny's Firearms and Indoor Range. Memberships include unlimited range access and discounts inside the retail store. Mention hearing this ad and receive 10% off that new membership at Gunny's Firearms and Indoor Range. Stop by and save today. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to the grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Monday edition of The Grind. As we sit 96 days away from it being football time in Tennessee, wanted to take a moment and dig into 96 days until it's football time in Tennessee. Who wore 96? Who were 96 people that wore 96 in other sports? And then what the year 1996 Look like well. We step to the NBA. There's only two players uh, to ever wear the number uh, 96. Don Ray uh, back in the Tri City Blackhawk days of 1950, uh, and then Meta World Peace, also known as Ron Artest, uh, wore 96 for the Houston Rockets in 2009. So really uh, doesn't leave a lot of uh, discussion point there. Uh, when you look at the Vols, who've wore number 96, Kevin Mays. Uh, you might know that name because of of, of sons Cooper Mays and, uh, and and Cade Mays, the 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 newest transfer and newest uh, recruiting class member for the Vols. Kevin Mays, their father, was a defensive lineman, ninety one, ninety two. Uh, it says no Vol has ever worn ninety six during an All SEC season. Uh, had had until Kevin Mays came through a future All SEC selection as a guard in ninety four. Uh, Kevin Mays began his career as a defensive tackle, wore 96. Uh, Mays made nine tackles on the defensive side of the ball before moving over to the offense and switched to number 67 in 93. Uh, He said the Kingston, Tennessee native was also an SEC academic honor roll selection as a senior. So 96 didn't get the love for Kevin Mays as an all-SEC, but he did wear it for the orange in 91 and 92. Chad Cunningham, a punter, 08 to 10. He said, I wore number nine in high school, and when it came time to pick a number uh, from what was available, I wanted something with a nine in it, so it was 96. It might be an odd number for a punter, but nowadays, 
Lots of college punters wear uh, high 90s numbers. One of the funniest things about wearing 96 and being a punter was being placed between all the defensive linemen in the locker room. But now, 96 is special in different ways to me as being part of the time when I was a Tennessee Vol. So uh, that's pretty cool from uh, Chad Cunningham. But it really is. I mean, I think in high school you get to pick whatever number you want. You kind of just go with it. Well, I like nine because of, of this player or because of this guy in this sport. So you get it. But then you get to college and it's like all those single-digit numbers are gone. And then, therefore, you've got to kind of make a decision. Are you just going to get what you get or are you going to make some reference otherwise? So looks like Cunningham did just that. But all-time number 96 is for the balls. James Sieber, Ed Nicola, Ken Stansel, Chris Webster, Greeley Kyle, uh, Gary Castile, Steve Davis, Rusty Rennie, Rodney Coates, 1982, Tyrone Robinson, 93, or 83, sorry, to 86, Bruce James, 87, Rodney Gordon, 89, Joe Davis, 1990, Kevin Mays, 91 and 2, uh, Jake Finlayson, uh, tight end on the 98 National Championship team all the way through 2002, Greg Jones, 0304, Vladimir Richards, 2006, Michael Crane, 2007, Chad Cunningham, 08 through 10, and Traverius Salisbury, 2011. Uh, Traverius Salisbury, a police officer now, and again, uh, he has been real vocal the last couple of days talking about how all cops are not um, are not uh, the ones that are negative or, or that are mean uh, to certain people. He is a police officer. I'm not sure where. Uh, but he is he is an active uh, participant in that that movement that all cops are not uh, bad cops. But trying to get on to the the current roster, who sits at number ninety six on the current roster? Let me let me get get this pulled up again. Internet is a thing and is running rather slow. But let's slide on down here. Number ninety six currently is Isaac Green, defensive lineman. He's out of Memphis, Tennessee, Memphis Central High School. He's six foot, two hundred and eighty-four pound sophomore, and uh, and and he is a specialist. So, uh, defensive lineman specialist, uh, and he will, uh, of course, hope to help some of that depth um, in in uh, twenty twenty. Should we get this thing off the ground? But talk about best all time in other sports. Number ninety six in baseball. If you can name a ninety six in baseball. I would almost give you – well, I mean, I'd give you what I got. I'd give you a grind T-shirt, a grind uh, water bottle. I'll give you a grind magnet. I'll give you a grind uh, wristband. I'd probably give you everything. Like, give you the house. Uh, you know, not literally. Laura may kill me on that side. But Bill Bill Vogel uh, is who the, the best 96 is. Why is he the best 96? Because he was a pitcher – for the Mets in the 40s and the 50s. That literally is what it says on, on MLB players to wear 96 best. The AP photo shows him uh, in, in warm-ups, and let's just say that's really all they have about him. They don't say a whole whole ton about it. It says honorable mentions. 96 is that would have been an honorable mention in the best at the certain number. None. <laughs> so I'm just saying – uh, he may be limited. Talk about NFL jerseys, 96. Who's the best to wear 96 in the NFL? 
he gets a little try. He gets a little dual role here as 99. He got talked about a little bit. Cortez Kennedy, 96 for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, he was the 92 Defensive Player of the Year, went to eight Pro Bowls, and is a member of the 80s All-Decade team. Uh, Cortez Kennedy uh, wears the uh, the 96 for the Seattle Seahawks and is claimed as the best to wear the number 96 for the NFL. Current Vol, or former Vol, I'm sorry, current Philadelphia Eagle Derek Barnett wears number 96 for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, he is the all-time sack leader at the University of Tennessee and, uh, and honestly was misused for the majority of his career here. Uh, he's a great player and and has a Super Bowl ring to his to his uh, to his trophy shelf to his accolades to his career. Uh, he is a force to be reckoned with and has already had an injury uh, that shortened it, but has had a really good start uh, to his tenure in the NFL. But uh, a lot of ninety sixes to be had here. Ninety six days till it's football time in Tennessee, and a lot of people say, "Well, why are you doing a countdown? You don't even know if the season's going to start." You ever heard of hopeful optimism? <laughs> That's what I'm going with. I'm going on. I'm I'm keeping schedule until somebody tells me not to. We can always turn this thing off, but it'd be hard to get you know jump right in uh, with about 80 days to go. This has always been a really fun thing uh, for us because we get to look at not only uh, you, you know the year 1996 or the year whatever. Uh, we get to look at who wore it in all these different sports. We get to look at who all the Vols that used to used to wear this or what have you and, and to me it's just fun because it's you know, we can talk about scores and highlights and we can talk about that all day long but you don't get a whole lot of these uh these talks about what happened in certain years i'm trying to look 1996 as a year uh what uh, what happened uh yasser arafat was re-elected president of the palestinian authority uh, in 1996 i know they'd like to maybe maybe have that one back um, trying to say, uh, da, da, da. you ever, yeah. Oh, by the way, by the way, I almost missed this. What about, what about the United States getting back into space this weekend? I hope everybody got a chance to watch it. Uh, because I did, my little boy is a, uh, he wants to be an artist in space. I know that's kind of, he wants to be an astronaut, but he also is pretty artistic. So he likes what, what that takes. And, and he asked me one time, he said, dad, I'm really confused. I don't know how my paint's going to work in zero gravity. And I was like, buddy, you have years to figure that out. We'll, uh, we'll work on that. Uh, we'll, we'll work on that and see, uh, what we, uh, what we can get done, uh, between now and then. But I'm like, I don't know as a seven year old that I ever thought about using paint in zero gravity. So I don't know what that says about me. I don't know what that says about him. All I'm saying is, is that's uh, that's what I'm dealing with. That's what I'm dealing with. Um, in 1996, I'm trying to. It was really not a good year. Uh, let's just put this uh, put this out there. I'm going down through here, and it's like ozone disco club fire in the Philippines. Uh, you know, this guy gets you know gets kicked out of office. Taiwan, da da da. The 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 mining disaster of Mark Coper. Um, Here's one. The 68th Academy Awards hosted by Whoopi Goldberg are held at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion in L.A. with Braveheart winning the best picture. I mean, that's that's one thing, right? Um, 
Wow. I mean, I'm just going down through here, and I'm like not going to say all these bad things that happened in 1996. April 21st, a general election in Italy proclaims a new center-left government headed by Romano Prodi, replacing Silvio Berlusconi. I'm sure. Uh, the Iraqi disarmament crisis, UNSCOM supervises the destruction of Al-Hakam, Iraq's main production facility of biological warfare agents. So that's kind of a win uh, back in 1996. Um, I can't talk about that. I mean, Lord of mercy. Like, it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of a rough year, and I'm only in April of 1996. Oh, here, June the 8th through the 30th, England hosts the UEFA Euro 1996 football tournament, which was won by Germany. So if that if you remember that, if that was something that interests you, there you go. I'm trying to scroll on down through here because I'm just uh, I'm not seeing any uh, anything that I'm really wanting to kind of say. Um, some births in 1996. Chinese uh, figure skater Ziyu Yu, yeah, she was born right there. Andreas Pereira, uh, Brazilian footballer. Uh, Maxim Baldry, an English actor, American basketball player Tyus Eulis, Tyler Eulis, uh, that played at Kentucky. He was born in 1996. If that doesn't make you feel old, I don't know what does. Uh, Dove Cameron, an American actress and singer, born January the 15th. Uh, February, I'm trying to find Canadian ice hockey player Aaron Eckblad uh, was born in uh, in 1996. German footballer. Jonathan Tay was born in 1996. 1996 was a little rough for us. I'll just be honest with you. Not seeing a ton uh, of things that's going to really, really jump out to those uh, listening uh, here this morning. A lot of uh, a lot of soccer players born in 1996. I don't know what that says. I mean, I guess it just means there's a lot of soccer players now. Uh, but Dutch footballer Bart Ramselaar. Uh, he was born in 1996. If, if, you, if you ever wanted to know when he was born, if that's ever on Jeopardy, you guys are going to be right there for it. But anyway, I think we, we digress. But uh, 1996 was a year. It was the year before Tennessee was going to go on a two-year streak of SEC championships and then the eventual 1998 national championship. It was Peyton Manning's uh, junior season. At the end of that year, uh, he went to the infamous – uh, went to the infamous interview that said, I've made my decision, and I don't ever expect on looking back, I'm returning to the University of Tennessee. And that was a big moment for Tennessee. Little did we know in early 1997 what later was going to happen, but the junior season of Peyton Manning was was one to, to be remembered, 1996. 96 the number, Kevin Mays, Derek Barnett, names to remember, Cortez Kennedy in the NFL, Ron our test in the major leagues. And then, uh, again, if you can remember that major league baseball player's name, you get the, uh, you get the, the grind prize pack, if you will, because it's looks like there was only one. And he, uh, just because he was a pitcher in the forties and fifties, he is now immortalized as the best number 96. But as we, as we head out for the day, you don't want to miss top of the hour. Jason Swain in the Swain event and what is a block of sports right here from your local sports connection, WKVL. You need to check us on out and check on the Swain event. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on. We'll see you tomorrow. You don't want to miss it.